Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide, raw and unfiltered, bringing to you the insights and the action steps that you can take to optimize your health. Because that's the challenge that I've seen over the last eight years in my radio show and my podcast series and all the work that I've been doing over the last 20 years, a mission to really democratize both the delivery and access towards health solutions that can dramatically change your health without necessarily using drugs or surgery. In fact, preferentially, not any of those. Because the truth is, is that we do have a body intelligence. We actually have a brain intelligence and an energy intelligence that if all we can do is tap into that intelligence, we can dramatically change our lives. But here's the thing, you can't do it alone because you don't have all that information. But nowadays we do. It's all over the internet. It's all these remarkable people that I have on this show that can guide you to optimize your health. You know, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. There's no magic pill. It's sometimes it's hard work, as as we have mentioned many times on the show, and especially in the last one, you know, with my guests that we have on today. But here's the thing. I don't know you personally, but I do understand the process by which we can optimize health. And so we're not going to be promoting a product or a service or a person. I mean, there's many other podcasts that actually do that, and it might be right for you. This podcast is right for everyone, because what we're going to do here is we're going to do some role playing where we actually role play a very specific problem, and then the other person will guide them to some sort of resolution. And so helping you understand the process by which you can navigate your own health issues, you know, whether it's your lifestyle issues, whether it's your mindset issues, whatever that is, on many of these different shows, you know, without a specific solution for you, but to allow you to relate to the people on this show and understand that you are not alone and that there is a solution at the end. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And that is true for everyone and pretty much everything that we can be challenged with. And I say that with full clarity because I've seen it. I've seen people absolutely you know, do a 180 in their life by doing the right thing because they got the right uh, questions answered with the right people in their lives. So for today, um, after my brief introduction, we're gonna, I'm going to have both my guests introduce themselves. We're going to do a six-minute role play uh, where you can absolutely relate to, to them and recognize perhaps yourself. You might get triggered, and that's also partly the purpose of the show, because through that triggering, that's when we get to be vulnerable. That's when we get to be honest with ourselves and understand, yes, there is pain here, and I need to take that next step to overcome it with the right strategy. And then after that, after the role playing, we're going to unpack this and to give you some sort of insight, at least hopefully just at least one insight and a very specific action step that you can now take towards optimizing you. So once again, I really want to welcome both Wendy and Brad. Thank you so much for us. We had a lot of fun on the last show, really in insightful. And if you haven't listened to this yet, make sure that you listen to both Wendy and Brad. So Brad, I'm going to have you introduce yourself first this time. I think was was it first you first last time? That's right. So uh, all right, well, then it's Wendy. So Wendy's first <laughs> this time. Uh, Wendy, you introduce yourself first. Then we'll both Brad, and then Wendy's going to present with a problem that Brad will try to resolve. Wendy. 
All right. Thank you so much, Bart. I love these. These are fun. And I hope these are very useful for your the people that listen to these. So let's see, who am I? I am a trauma-informed fitness and nutrition life coach. So I love to help people just live their life to the fullest. And that means being healthy enough to do so, mind, body, and soul. And it's an absolute pleasure for me to go on people's journeys with them. Yeah, and you have a remarkable history and a remarkable impact on others. And definitely for those listeners, you know, find out how you can connect with Wendy you know, towards the end of the show. Uh, Brad. I'm Brad Grinnan. Um, I absolutely believe that every person is capable of more than they think they're capable of. And so I am an elite performance coach, have been for the last 11 years, and I focus on working with Fortune 500 executives to help them raise the quality of their life in uh, several different areas, just depending on what it is they're looking for. I love that. And you know what? Our CEOs are making major decisions you know, for the rest of the world. And my belief is that if we can make them even more conscientious and conscious about, you know, how to best serve humanity, then thank you for your work, Brad. All right, yes. Wendy, um, you got uh, six minutes uh, together with Brad, uh, presenting with a very interesting problem. And um, I'm guessing that you're the only woman that actually has this problem, by the way. And <laughs> totally. So, yeah, all, all those women out there, you can tune out. <laughs> No, actually, you need to tune in. So, uh, Wendy, go. All right, Brad. So, here's my issue. I understand now that I've gone through my trauma healing and dug deep and done my shadow work and stuff like that, that I was attracting the wrong man. I was living in my masculine. I was tra tra attracting a very feminized man because polarity and energy can't, you know, we, we get all that. So, my question is, how do I know when I have healed enough? Because I know we don't ever heal all the way and relationships help us heal. How do I know that I've healed enough that I'm attracting the right guy? Because I seem to still be attracting guys that after a week or two, I'm just like, okay, still feminized. This is not going to work. And you know, how do I know what work I still need to do then? Yeah, first of all, um, that sounds like a lot of work that you've already done just to get to here, you know, yeah. recognizing uh, trauma, doing the work to unpack that, doing the work to heal through that. Uh, so that must've been a lot of work. It was totally okay. worth it. <laughs> so uh, a, a few questions. I'm really curious. When did you recognize that you needed to do that first phase of work? What was it that made you go, oh, wow. <laughs> I need to, I need to start focusing on this. Okay. Well, this might be a trigger for some people. Um, that happened after a rape. So I talked to friends and I had been catfished, cheated on and raped all within three months and realized, okay, something's not going on. And this was after a 25 year relationship where I had been loyal, but it had been a non, it, we were in it for the girls. And we are best, we are great friends, but there was never a romantic anything. So I went from being married to someone for 25 years to entering the world of dating <laughs> and being very authentic and being very, um, I don't play games. So I didn't understand the games that people played um, and come down to it though, I had to face trauma. So the, the rape kind of triggered my past trauma of, 
abuse and neglect of my family and my actual ex. So I had to sort of acknowledge that, acknowledge that I had never really loved myself or even knew who I was. Mm, yeah. And that I was definitely living in my masculine, which again is the study of feminine masculine energy, which I went through as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of work, a lot of understanding, a lot of digging deep. But now I know I want to spend my life with somebody. And not because also I had to come to the understanding that I am not looking for someone to fill my void. Um, I am enough and worthy all on my own. And I'm looking for someone to live with and share life with, not fill a void. So I feel like I've done the work, but I still seem to be attracting guys that I'm like, no way in heck. (laughs) First, I just, I am so honored that you would share that and that you would be vulnerable. And, um, and so I respect that and we'll handle that with care. And it sounds like once you had that, uh, can we call it a crisis moment? It, it showed you, oh, there was a lot more (laughs) under here already. And you feel like you've done, why do you feel like you've done that work? What is it that says, I really think I have done a lot of work on my healing journey. I think it's that I finally understand how to love myself. And again, coming from a religious background where we're never allowed to love ourselves, that that's sinful, that's selfish, blah, mm. blah, blah. Um, maybe I still have a lot more to do. And I just was so religiously, you know, destroyed. Um, and I guess that's kind of where I'm at. It's like maybe, and maybe it's not as easy as putting a line and saying, here's the work you have to do. And this is the work you still have to do. <laughs> I wish yeah. it were that easy, but I know it's not. Um, and yeah. So what are, what are the behaviors of the Uh, men you feel like you're attracting still what are those behaviors if you can just list out like simply three or four behaviors of i'm attracting these men and here's what i don't like about what i'm attracting yes um they are well before i knew all this i was definitely missionary dating as they would say you you think you're the person that can help them so dating to save Yes. And so I'm not, I'm not even interested in these men. They just seem to be the ones that are, you know, interested in me, but they're always the ones that have some sort of trauma or problem. And I do wonder if it's part of it's just because I'm a coach now and they know. So they're like attaching themselves because they know I talk and can help them. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Because it's in your nature to want to help. Right. So I do wonder how, you know, and so so my friends are like, oh, well, they're just, you know, okay. What else? Um, that's the biggest one. I think, I think it's just, it's been in my nature. And I, if I look at the guys, like even my ex, it's very, they're very much in their feminine. Well, not in their feminine. I'm attracting a lot of military. I mean, I'm very, it's military. So you want to say that they're masculine. So what does it mean to you when you say in their feminine, what is the, uh, what uh, is the negative connotation in what is your reaction to the feminine in a man that you're like I don't want that anymore they don't want to hold it seems to me obviously I don't know them you know that well but it seems to me they don't know how to hold space for feminine energy in the sense that they don't they're not in touch with their own feelings enough to be able to hold space for my feelings um they definitely want me to be a 
co-earner. They want me to make as much, if not more than them. And I'm like, I can care for myself on my own paycheck. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I just know that with the work I've done with feminine and masculine, I want to be able to have that right to be, to, to stay at home. So not that there's kids, but just to not have to work a nine to five job, which I get with coaching. I, you know, it's, I make my own time, but I don't like when a guy's like, oh, so you're going to bring 50% of the income in right away. And we're not even dating or anything. That's just something they say right now, you know, to an introductory. Oh, I definitely want a woman who's, you know, making, you know, hundred K I'm like, okay. bye-bye. <laughs> so it, it, it sounds like these are men that ultimately don't make you feel safe. Exactly. Is that accurate? Does that, that feel very, right? Because if it doesn't, right. you can just tell me. Okay. No, no, no. That's a very good. There's a lot of things that go under that. And I would agree. They don't, I do not feel safe in being allowed to not be my masculine me. I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of him. I have to take care of my yeah. energy, my emotion. I don't get to lean on him and say, I'm having a bad day. And that's what I'm used to. I've had that. I don't want that anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I know we're running short on time. So I've just got a couple more questions. Yeah. The first one is, what is attractive about them? And I want to preface that with, like, what's attractive at first about them? And I want to preface that with, it is possible the answer is nothing. It might be that. <laughs> I guess the, the sense, so I meet them all dancing and I country lined, I country dance. So it's partner dance. So you have to find a partner. Yep. And it's definitely attractive to have a man that works out enough that he can be fit enough to do some of these things with you. Um, but that, well, yeah. So my last question is, do you remember, it's twofold. Do you remember the last time you met a man and wanted him? And is it okay to want a man that's worth having? Well, does he have to be, see, the last time I met a man that was, that I would like to have, he was not available. So I, okay. Yeah. So, there. so yeah, we'll just adjust that question. Let me ask you a different way. <laughs> what would happen if your barometer for, am I ready yet is set by the standard of, oh, if I want that person and they're available then it's okay for me to see if I'm ready. I don't know if I completely understand the question. Um, I'll pull it out of a uh, question form, if that's okay. Yeah. I guess, is it okay for you to want a man? I guess I put it right back into question. Is it okay for you to want a man that's available, that you want? Ooh, okay. Now, <laughs> yeah, you hit it. So, I will. I'm. I will. Kind of end our session here with just. This might be a really good place for you to begin to playfully, creatively imagine what if it was okay to want a man that I actually would desire to be with, that I would dream or fantasize 
about having in my life? Yeah, it's all about the deserve. I get it. <laughs> You've done so much work already that <laughs> there's no sense in doing. I'm going to tell you things you already know. There's no sense in doing all that work to get to the competition, you know, the, the fitness yeah. competition <laughs> and, and then not get on stage <laughs> and show off those muscles and see if you can place. And I'd say the same thing with, you've done all this work already to heal and it hasn't been probably just for your healing. It's been, there's a part of you, there's a flicker in there of just like, no, no, I do want, or I want to want to be okay. Right. And it's worth imagine it, imagining playfully, what if it's okay? Like, could it be okay? What what could life be like for me if that's okay? Well done, guys. Hmm. <laughs> I've <All> got them. Right. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tearing up with you, Wendy. <laughs> Take a deep breath, Wendy. You good? So what was that for you, Wendy? Uh, I really didn't expect that. I've done the whole, you deserve this, Wendy. You deserve this. I have. I mean, obviously, that's my past. That's my trauma. That's my 44 years of being told um, I'm not pretty, I'm not worthy. Having a husband for 25 years who never touches you, who never hugs you, who never gives you any sort of affection. So you think you're ugly. And that only changed three years ago when I stepped on stage and started an Instagram and people told me I was pretty. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I didn't believe them. Um, I didn't understand it. I thought, they were weird. I don't know, you name it. I just didn't believe them. And it's probably only been in the last year where I've even believed that. So I guess I thought I believed it. And I, when you have a friend point blank, ask you, guess I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable. And, and I know that so many women feel the same. And they're not, they feel that they can't want because they're told not to want. And, you know, we've had this conversation on this platform very, very often. And it's almost like after the age of 30, I mean, your life is over. And I think you and I talked about that too, Wendy. Mm -hmm. And so you're an amazing instrument from personal experience to be able to guide others, but also most importantly to guide men, you know, men to recognize, you know, that this is not intentional abuse but it is abuse and it's unfair and that's where men definitely need to step up and say look i will hold space no matter how you show up it doesn't matter because the one thing i know that women want more than anything else is feeling safe i mean you nailed it there brad you know just just to feel absolutely safe so that you can be the raving bitch you can be the goddess you can be, um, pardon the language, but the the slut right there, the <laughs> sex goddess, whatever that is. I mean, that is Mother Nature. That Mother Nature is everything out there, all types of energies. And that's what's beautiful about, you know, the femininity, that you've got that opportunity just to be totally like that. And then for the guys, by the way, um, you know, 
uh, what most guys don't understand, and I think what most women don't understand about men. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that too, Brad, after you share your thoughts about what that was for you, by the way. Um, I kind of, you know, hacked this conversation. I went out of sequence. <laughs> but I think it's really important for people to relate to this part. And that is what men want more than anything else is for the woman to be happy because now they're the hero and they've done, they're the protector, they're the hero and all that kind of stuff. And if we just can get out of the way of, of whatever bullshit is in our heads about what it's supposed to be and just tap into the natural energies within us, the masculine and the feminine, you know, we need that polarity, you know, absolutely. Brad, what was that for you? Well, uh, it was shocking because because we were role playing, and so I I uh, it's probably good I didn't know that you would respond, Wendy, so <laughs> authentically and genuinely because I would never want to put somebody in that position. Um, but it just makes a lot of it just makes a lot of sense. Everything made a lot of sense, you know, and and that's just to piggyback part your. Um, your comments, I think, are are spot on and in principles that um, that really, as coaches, we form around. You know that you know women's top needs on the whole, or feminine energy on the whole, is safety and security is high. You know, and it's not until that's met that love and connection is right. going to happen, right? And and for men, you know being significant and respected and you said I'll, i'm just repeating you but there's no greater sense of significance than if you can make your woman happy i mean if women understood that men will crawl through broken glass and then swim through a vat of salted vinegar just to see her smile um they they would make it easier but um and 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 vice versa. If men just knew, I can't think of worse dating advice I would give other than, hey, on your first date, tell the lady you're with that you want her to provide income for the both of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I wish I could say that men just want to make a girl happy, but I hear more men complaining about how high maintenance and everything women are. And I think that's, that's where the women are being like, screw this. I don't need a guy in my life. Who's going to constantly tell me I'm just too emotional to this, to that I can take care of myself. And so we do, we go get a job. We take care of ourselves because honestly, we feel safer in our own in our own energy than having a man constantly tell us we're too much of something. And I mean, that's my, I was too emotional, too passionate, too energetic, too this, too that. Um, and then it turns out those are my best qualities and he just didn't appreciate them. And again, I'm not bad mouthing him. He's we're friends. There's a whole nother issue under the, you know, another layer under that, that I'm not talking about right now. Um, so I know everybody has their own issue, but from what I hear from my friends, Guys are constantly saying girls are wanting too much and girls are constantly saying for for a quicker term, what you guys said, we don't feel safe. Um, and I, I think society has sort of destroyed our roles 
And because of that, we don't know, the general public doesn't know where they're supposed to be. Men, when they say, when women say we want to be protected or taken care of, we don't mean we want a diamond ring, a BMW, a luxurious house, and a vacation every week. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying we want a man that we can come home and be like, can I cry on your shoulder? Is it safe to be with you? Can you tell me it's going to be okay? When I hear those words, I am going to melt. <laughs> it's going well, to be okay. <laughs> Wendy, I think, uh, you know, a big part of that is a lot of men just don't know how to make a woman happy. And and I'm not going to like claim like, so I've got, you know, the secret and here it is. Um, it's a lot of detective work. Because every woman's different, but there are some, I think, real similarities. And so I think that that's part of it is men don't know how to um, make a woman happy, what that means. And then once you have a broad general idea, then you've got to find out what makes this specific woman light up, you know, and it's worth the work. But, that right there, I wish you could tell that to guys. <laughs> I well, don't know. I, I think, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Wendy. I was just, I, I see, and it's sad, but I see so many people spending time on their phones and just as soon as, I can say this from 25 years of a marriage that was never really, it was never a marriage in a sense of romantic and it was never easy. And I busted my ass for 25 years trying to prove my worth didn't know that it wasn't me. So basically bottom line, he has Asperger's. So it's just a whole different can of worms. Um, but if people could start to see that if they spend as much time on the phone, if they give half of that even to their partner and started spending time together and digging into each other, yeah, life would be a lot better. <laughs> no, for sure. You know, and again, I mean, we don't get the lessons that we need, you know, when nobody's teaching us. I mean, if, if and we've talked about this before, Wendy, if, if kids in school just learned all the basics of being the best version of themselves, you know, and to answer your other question, your earlier question, you know, how do you find the right guy? Well, just be the best version of yourself, by the way. Um, right. It sounds super easy, but, um, and interesting enough, I had a radio show once with um, one of the nephews of Bob Marley and it was called Walk With Wellness. And, and he threw this question at me. He says, you know, when are you going to be the perfect you know, partner? Well, you're never going to be that, but you just have to be the best one and understand, as Brad was saying, is some of these principles. But one thing I will say is this, is that the, the social currency for connecting, by the way, is identifying everything that's negative. And that's kind of, you know, a, a, a intuitive our genetic predisposition to, you know, see where the threats are in the world around us. And quite frankly, women's part, the brain and the women looking for threats is much larger than, than in men. And so more, you're, you're more in tune to finding out what's wrong with, with the world around you than, than, you know, what's right. Um, and that's why, you know, safety is, is so important for you. But when, but a guy, you know, he's out there, you know, fighting the wars, you know, at least the right guy, right? The right guy's out there fighting the wars. And and actually, mind you, Brad, you know, another thing about men is that more wars were won and lost because of a woman, right? Because the man's desire to please the woman or fight for the woman or whatever. But the point of the matter is that, you know, out there being in the trenches, 
you actually do want to go home and actually feel kind of at peace, not so much <laughs> safe, but at peace. And then when the woman is just complaining and nagging and everything else, really what she's saying, basically what you're also saying, you know, Wendy, is I don't feel connected with you. Yeah. Right. So again, all of this, I mean, there's so many layers and we can go on forever on all of this. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, if you're in a relationship and as long as, you know, you went into the relationship in the right way, you kind of you should have the commitment to work as much as you can until something really bad happens, obviously. Um, because the truth is, is that if you listen to Harville Hendricks and his work, the reason we pick our mates is for two reasons. You know, because we identify the things that we love in the opposite parent on the one hand, but we're also identifying the conflicts, the unresolved conflicts that we have with that opposite parent that we want to resolve because all that nonsense, all that programming is happening in your subconscious mind. You just want to get rid of it so that you can actually find it. <laughs> so there's so much here. And, and you know, I really respect your vulnerability and, and I'm so excited that you also had your own breakthrough, which is kind of cool what happens on this platform, by the way, because it's a different dynamic and suddenly like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm being witnessed now by some cool people and the rest of the world. I better admit to myself that, yeah, this is my work to do. Mm. So, um, any, any more thoughts before we wrap it up for either of you? You know, to, to answer the original question, which is, you know, what's the litmus test for when I'm ready? <laughs> I, you know, I think your willingness to even ask the question mm -hmm. is the litmus test. Mm -hmm. You know, you're ready. Yep. I, I, one, I wouldn't expect the first handful of men to be, and maybe one of them could be, but to be like, oh, here's a man who's reciprocating and, the things I want, not the things that I've attracted in the past. Mm -hmm. And then two is, uh, you know, just being willing to try to find out, you know, and it's, it's, it's okay to see somebody and then go, yeah, I'm not interested. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, don't want to go deeper with you, Wendy, but, um, I know that uh, Brad can absolutely uh, guide you you know, after the show, um, I'm happy to be that guide as well. Um, because at the end of the day, I think it's number one, being witnessed, uh, finding that space of being vulnerable and safe, and then really allowing yourself to, you know, um, have those blind spots exposed. And you can't do that on your own. You really can't. Nobody can. And having somebody that is worthy of that, that dynamic and, you know, again, it's not something that you can do with people that are close to you because all they're going to do is tell you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear. And um, I think we talked about this before. Your best friends are the ones that keep you to a higher standard and keep you accountable and they want the best of you. And, and that's what, you know, coaches really do in a magnificent way. And I know you guys are just amazing coaches and I'd be honored to be your client at some point ever, right? Thank you. So, um, Wendy, let's have you wrap it up. Um, some final words from you and uh, how do people get a hold of you? Okay. How do people get a hold of me? Wendy Lynn Myers, and that's L-Y-N-N, -N, then M-Y-E-R-S. That will get you most of my platforms. Um, 
phoenixrising.fitness is a website and wendyfitnessmodel.com is also a website. So any of those platforms, just reach out to me. I love to connect and would love to be of any help to anyone. Let's see, closing thoughts. I guess to go off of the whole relationship thing, I would say I would challenge people to be authentic. I've always been authentic. I know it <laughs> didn't mean to take you off guard, Brad, but no, it's, it's great. I, it's just who I am. I've always been that way. I don't know how to be different. And so it's been a shocker to me how much of the world is not. And I think it's sad to me that people feel the need to not be authentic because it causes their, just the, just the issues I'm having and looking at dating. It's, it's exact. It's crazy because I'm authentic, but you can't, I can't be authentic for the other person. And so if people would just be authentic, they would actually find the person a lot faster because when we're not who we are, you can only keep that up for so long and then it's exhausting. And then you realize the other person never really loved you. And then you feel down about yourself and feel like you're a failure when in reality, you never gave yourself an actual chance. You were being a fake version of yourself. So I guess I would challenge people to be their authentic self because it's a lot better than what you think you're actually being. But I know it's hard. Brad? Yeah. Um, BradleyGrunen.com, G-R-I-N-N-E-N. Uh, and you can reach me on, uh, you can hit me there. You can reach me on um, Bradley Grinnan, uh Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever, go anywhere. I'm probably there. And, um, you know, my final thought is just, you know, that's it's some courageous authenticity, Wendy. So thank you for that. And I just want to applaud you again for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. And uh, any other further comments before we sign off? They're out there. <laughs> Men who have done as much work as they can to this point and women who have done as much as, as much work as they can to this point are out there. And then, so <laughs> it's okay to look for them. And uh, then there will be work beyond that. I don't know anybody in a meaningful relationship that hasn't put in work. Yeah. And a good true. friend of mine, a couple, um, his wife said, you know, you make a decision only once to get married. And every day you make a decision to stay married. And yeah, that's, that's accurate. That's, that's, that, that's the truth. And, um, and so we'll wrap it up with that. And um Full transparency. I mean, this is what's fun about this podcast. I get to talk about myself at times. And for those who don't know me, I'm actually a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Been doing that for the last 25 years. But my mission is really to uh, democratize both the delivery and access to health solutions in all the dimensions of our life. And so it's a matter of working with multitude of people including coaches to help guide you because you can't just do it on your own. And with all the information and misinformation on the internet, it gets rather confusing. But what uh, Wendy just said about, you know, being fake, because that's usually some sort of defense mechanism, you're hiding something. But when you are fake getting into a relationship, you know, it's a fake relationship and then you end up not being in the right relationship. And I actually wrote a poem about that many, many years ago. And if I dig it out, see, I can't multitask when I'm in this podcast, right? So I was going to try to find it and recite it. I just don't remember it. <laughs> Edit it in at the end. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, we'll yeah, just there add, it, yeah, there you go. But we'll put it in there somewhere so that people can read it. 
But once again, um, this is a, this is real. This is authentic. Uh, nothing's fabricated. And what I love about this is that I get to serve you guys as well, but also the, the community out there because it, they recognize that they're not alone. And then leaving that very, very distinction that Brad so effectively got out of out of Wendy is exactly what people need to hear. And so that they can start, you know, their journey and finding the right people. Hopefully they'll find you as well, you know, to help guide them in that process. So once again, I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide podcast, raw and unfiltered, bringing to you the insights and the path towards your own health optimization. Thank you so much. And we will be back. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.